Yo, you're listening to Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. And during today's show, we gave out hourly winning words for our 10K a day giveaway. Hopefully you heard them and you entered. Remember to keep listening every day, every hour for your chance to hear the hours winning word. Just remember, you have to enter before 1 p.m. Eastern. Thanks for listening. Good luck. And you get that cash. You get those bands. You get that Skrilla. You get that. Give me the loot. Give me the loot. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. You will get your chance in about 10 minutes to win your own. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and you can watch us on ESPN2. No Max Kellerman today. I'm Amber Wilson. But don't worry, Key and J. Will are here. They are here, even though it is officially a company holiday. The big timers showing up for work, guys. The I'm proud of you. Timers. The big the timers. If you only knew how I felt about these holidays. The big timers are in. There's a few that's coming up that I certainly will not be a part of. But Amber, yes, we called yesterday. No we called yesterday. You know, we we hung out yesterday. You and I talked. We yes, broke we broke down some games. Not not Jay, or not Key, but no, we. Was yes, Key was yes. cooking. Key was cooking. Jay Will was Older watching cooking. his own show all morning, which me and Courtney Cronin appreciated the support. And Jay also called into his own show. So a true big timer, though not taking any days off. We appreciate you, Jay Will. This is ESPN Radio, which is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. You can always hit us up yourselves on the Dr Pepper call in line triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. So Rob Minkovich was just on with us. If you missed that, you can always check out the podcast on the ESPN app. And Jay, I thought you asked him an interesting question. So I want to throw it straight back to you. Are the Vikings more likely to make the Super Bowl or lose in the first round before we hear your answer? Here was Nick's. I kind of like the way that they play as far as they've had a lot of one-score games. I think they have the most one-score victories in the league right now. And that is something that in the playoffs, like you're, you have to – be able to handle certain situations where every possession that you have the football, you have to either score or have a stop defensively. And, you know, last night, I think it was a great, it was an entertaining game. I know there's some controversial calls, whatnot, with, with, you know, some of the things that happened. But um, I think that they probably have a better shot of of becoming a, a team that you got to respect and having a deep playoff run than being one and done in the playoffs. You see, Amber, I, I'm with Nick here. I mean, I don't know, is it like six or seven games that have been within five points or less? Like, I finding a way to win games down in a clutch moment, like there is – my wife and I talk a lot about like scar tissue, right, like working through scar tissue. And I, I think a lot of that sometimes is good to work through because you find out in those critical moments – you know, that you guys have the ability to make plays. Plus, I think this is the best storyline that the NFL has. Because right now, everything that's worked against Kirk Cousins, like every primetime game, Amber, where does your brain go to as it relates to Kirk Cousins? Where does it, it go to? It goes to that they're not going to win. Because exactly. Kirk is, is going to fall flat, it's, not rise it's, to the challenge. It's built up over years with mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins. And now you're looking at this team, Justin Jefferson being the best wide receiver in the game, you know, Last night, him being double-team, triple-team, it didn't matter what you threw at him. Kirk Cousins knew where he could throw the ball to when he when it mattered the most. 
just all the pieces, Dalvin Cook, the way they can run the ball, their defense, all the pieces that they have, it's set up for them to answer the bell. The question is, will they do it? I think it's more likely than not. More likely than not that they're going to answer. But does that mean like Super Bowl? Like it's more likely then that they're going to end up in a Super Bowl than it is getting bounced in, in the, the first, first round? round? In the first round, yes. Okay. I would say that. Are you leaning towards the opposite way, well, Key? Well, you know, uh, Key, yeah, where are you? I'm trying to think in my mind as you guys are talking, I'm trying to think who they can get. Like what team will they draw? Um, well, and they're they, going to win that division, too. Yeah, but are they the third? They're going to win the division, so are they the second or the third seed? And who will they draw? Like the matchup, right? Is San Francisco a, a better matchup for them than, let's say, the Dallas Cowboys? Mm. Like who do they draw again? Mm. Um, I don't think that they're going to the Super Bowl by no stretch of the imagination. I think they can get out of. I think they can get out of the first, first round, round, the yeah. wild card round. I think they can get out of that. But when they get to the divisional round, I don't know that they'll get out of that because they'll have to go on the road. Yeah, so you're kind of with me, Key. Like, you think they can go further than the first round. Yeah, yeah. but further than the first yeah. round, the Super Bowl feel like two different things. Like, if, you, if I made you put your money on which one's more likely, I think I'm going first round for the Vikings because, again, Absolutely. and I don't know why. Like, there's just something about this Vikings team. And it's strange because this record, at some point, I can't ignore it, right? Like, they mm-hmm. are sitting at 9-2 and two on the season, and I've been questioning them all season long. But I can't get over, Jay, what happened to them when they played the Dallas Cowboys. The Patriots, sure, Nice win yesterday for the Vikings. Patriots aren't the Cowboys. Like, when they played a real opponent here, you saw those cracks. Well, they played a real – so let me ask you this, though, Amber, that you mentioned that, right? They beat Buffalo, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Whatever it means. Buffalo gave them the game. But Buffalo struggled against Detroit, mm-hmm. right? And so is Buffalo – are we overvaluing Buffalo – in undervaluing Minnesota? I mean, I think it's a fair conversation to have. I do think that Buffalo, in terms of that Detroit game, like you're talking about a really strange week for Buffalo where they're in Detroit playing a game because they're displaced because of the winter storm. Then they go home for like two days. They have to come back to Detroit. The Lions have been getting better and better this season, particularly offensively. So you knew that was going to be kind of a tough turnaround for the Bills. A lot of people were calling that a trap game. I give them credit for getting the dub. Well, I guess yeah. if we keep, we're going through it, right? Like the 49ers, like have they hit their stride yet? No, right? Can you say that? Is that starting safe to. to say? Starting to, right? But yeah. starting to. Okay. Like let, Cowboys, have they, they're starting to hit their starting stride, to. right? Like they're, but they're ceiling. Like I guess the Eagles, like they've been hitting their stride. They've been on top of it. But I guess when you look at the Vikings, like have they hit their stride yet? Well, like, I yeah. Well, I mean, they've been like kind of like the Eagles, right? Like yeah. they've been on top of it. They they they've been in this stride. But, but to you your think, point, do you think Jay, there's a higher, higher ceiling for them, Amber? That, no, that's where I, I don't lost. think that. Yeah, there's I think they're another, at their ceiling. Another level for the Vikings to go to? No, like I think that this that this is it, and that's the concern because these other teams. I mean, you saw it with the Bengals last season, right? Like getting hot at the right time matters a whole lot when you're talking about a Super Bowl run. And to your point, Jay, there's several other teams out there that now we're starting to see it click. Like the Cowboys, and they're getting hot at the right time. It feels like yes, the Vikings have been consistent, absent that that loss to the Cowboys. They've been consistent this season, but it doesn't feel like there's another level for them to take it to when we get to the postseason. And key, you've got to take it to another level in the postseason. No, you do. Um, I look at the two losses that they do have: one on the road against Philadelphia, mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson erased. 
where was he to nowhere, right? Witness protection. Then I look against the Dallas Cowboys. Where was he at? Witness protection. So you have to say some teams are just bad matchups. If they, if they for some reason, draw the right team in the playoffs, that's all that really matters. I mean, I, and that's the way that I look at it. I'm, I'm just trying to think as the time goes on, who that, who is that right fit that uh, for them to get to the divisional round, to get to the NFC Championship game, or if they draw, let's say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, are they a better team? than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Minnesota. I'll tell you who I don't want to see if I'm Minnesota. I don't want to see Dallas. I mean, 40-3 well, no, is a bad a, matchup. 40-3 is a tail whooping. Like, yeah, but that's just a like, bad, it's a bad matchup I, for them. I, I, I hear you on the matchup, but I'm saying, like, you know, if we're talking about Super Bowl contending teams, and I, once again, I think that Minnesota can be this if they, if they hit their stride at the right time, if they get extra hot. But, like, when you're playing against a team like Dallas that has the potential to get to a Super Bowl as well, you would expect that to be a closer game. Like, you lose by two well, the touchdowns, problem, okay. The problem that Minnesota had is they dropped back Kirk Cousins too many times against a, a defense that sacked him six times and harassed him another 16, 17 times. You, yeah, but you, get, I mean, you have defense. to be ready for that. That's like, what it's I'm not saying. like you don't know the Cowboys are going well, to it's just, No, but it's a league came up a game in which the Cowboys lost because Aaron Jones and companies from the Packers ran the ball. That's all they did. It's just a bad matchup. Michael Parsons... In, in companies, a bad matchup for the front of the Minnesota Vikings, where you could say yesterday, Matt Judon, they kind of neutralized him, and he's not he's not uh, Michael Parsons, but he can still go rush the passer. And they neutralized him, so Kirk Cousins was able to get the time to throw the football, where against the Dallas Cowboys, their entire front didn't give him the opportunity to throw the football. I don't know, 40 to 3 at that point That's in the season disturbing. last week. I mean, I – I just, I, you know, with the earlier loss to the Eagles, 24 to 7, you're like, all right. I mean, the time the Eagles seemed like easily the best team in the NFL, you could let that one go. Everyone's going to drop a game here and there. And that was a more hard fought game, but 40 to 3. I mean, the way they got dominated, Jay just mentioned, like, we had just seen the recipe for success against that Cowboys defense run the ball. They weren't able to do anything. I guess, in fairness, that Cowboys D was either with Saquon Barkley and the New York Giants yesterday on Thanksgiving. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Max coming to you live from the seaport brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. All right. It is the time that you guys have been waiting for. You like money. Let's go ahead and try to give it to you. It's time for this hour's winning word for the KJM $10,000 a day giveaway. When you hear the winning word, you're going to text it to 777-000 and you're entered for the chance to win. We'll do it every weekday from now until the end of the show on December 7th. No purchase necessary. Ends December 7th, 2022. See complete official rules at ESPNRadio.com slash Contest. The winning word for this hour is legit. Like, are the Minnesota Vikings legit in terms of Super Bowl contention? L E G I T. Too legit money. to quit. Get that money. Go ahead and text it. 777 Coming up next here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max Aber Wilson filling in for Max Kellerman. Should you be a believer in the Buffalo Bills? That's next. This is KJM on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and watch us on ESPN2. Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Thanks for waking up with us the morning after Thanksgiving. Hopefully you are rested from all of that turkey. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. You can watch this as well on ESPN2. Amber Wilson filling in for Max Kellerman, but Key and Jay are here. So is Sam Acho, ESPN's football analyst, joining us. And Sam, let me bring you in on a conversation that we were just having. The Minnesota Vikings, they get another win yesterday. They're sitting at 9-2 and two now on the season, and yet there's something that's still making us question how legit they are. Do you think the Vikings are a legit Super Bowl contender? They got to prove it. They got to prove it. The thing that we're questioning is what we saw, what was it, a week and some change ago against Dallas. That game wasn't pretty. Now, I get it. There was a huge victory and all the things the week before, but that game is where people have those questions. Rookie head coach, first-time defensive coordinator. So I know they're playing well, but you have to continue to prove it. Don't don't you think, though, Sam, that that's a bad matchup for them, especially if they're not going to run the ball? They're going to try to drop Kirk Cousins back as many times against the Dallas Cowboys in that defensive front, and they went and got him. So that could just be a bad matchup. You're talking about them versus Dallas or in general? Yeah, yeah, no, them versus Dallas. Oh, yeah, no, it's definitely a bad matchup. But when the playoffs come, you're probably going to have to play a team where you're not going to have the best matchup. And if you got to play Dallas again, it's probably going to be an issue again. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's what we're talking about because I, I've been saying with Jay and Amber, it just depends on who they draw. Like yeah. if they, Because that's really what it's about. I remember when we went to the Super Bowl and our defense was stout. But if we would have drawn 
the Giants that year opposed to the 49ers when they had Jeremy Shockey and Tiki Barber and company when they went to San Francisco and they lost at the end of that game. That, was a, that wasn't a great matchup for us. So it's all about the matchups come playoff time. But you see, Acho, here, here's what I'm confused a little bit about as it relates to the Vikings in that you know horrid loss to the Cowboys is the week before I sat up there and I watched Aaron Jones and the Packers literally run the ball nonstop. I mean, 39 carries. And then when I get to the Minnesota game against the Cowboys, it was only, you know, 17 carries. Like, I don't understand like, why they didn't take the same equation that was built to beat the Cowboys and try to execute it instead of dropping Cousins back a ton and letting him air it out. Well, part of the mindset is the reason the Cowboys were struggling against the run, it wasn't they were fundamentally unsound. Guys were just trying to do too much. Guys were peeking out of side of their gaps. Guys were trying to jump into someone else's gap to go make a play. That was the difference. And so when you start actually doing your job as a defense, teams might try to run on you like the Vikings tried to. And they had a couple plays early in the game. But if you get down like they did in that game, you won't be able to run the ball. So that's when it'll stick to the, the thing like 17 carries as opposed to 29 or 30. So they were playing the run better, the Cowboys were. But then also the Vikings got down in that game. So you have to start passing it, which plays right into the team that has the most sacks in all of the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys. And so it plays into their hands. We already knew about the Cowboys' pass rush, though, Sam. That run defense, that's been the question until that game against the Vikings. Yesterday, though, the Giants couldn't run against them either. Saquon Barkley didn't have any success yesterday either. So as the Cowboys just started to figure it out? Yeah, you do. You do, Amber. You really do. And Key knows this. Like, There's sometimes where it's like, man, this is a huge, glaring issue. Other times you say, this can be solved. We can actually fix this. Okay, we're going to watch film and see what we're doing wrong. No, the the plays are actually being called correctly. It's us that are trying to peek this way, peek that way, jump out of this gap, jump out of that gap. So you really just go back to your fundamentals, and you know that it works. Last year, this is one of the top defenses in the NFL. For parts of this year, this defense has been great. But then you start doing things that you don't usually do, and you get back to your fundamentals, which is what the Dallas Cowboys did as far as it relates to the run game then they're able to start rushing the quarterback again. And on top of that, the New York Giants is, again, we're talking about matchups. The Giants are a bad match. Uh, Cowboys are a bad matchup for the Giants because the Giants can't throw the football. So from a defensive standpoint, what they say is, we dare you. Yes. We're going we're gonna to load up the box, and we're going we're gonna to knock these dudes around, and we're going to hit Saquon Barkley, but we want Daniel Jones to beat us. If you can beat us with your receivers, because we don't we need to double to nobody. It will play man-to-man across the board. If you can beat us with those dudes, then the game should be yours. Sam Acho, ESPN football analyst, nine-year NFL veteran, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Uh, Sam, is there any concerns for Justin Fields? They go up against the New York Jets this weekend. He's got a AC joint situation going on in his shoulders. What should they do with him? Should they just sit him, rest him? Should they just take the pads off of him the rest of the season or – Go week to week. I, we could, it should be week to week, number one. But number two, I don't think he should play this week. They asked him a few days ago, maybe it was Tuesday or, or Wednesday, they said, would you be able to play? And he said, man, if the game were today, no. And we know how tough Justin Fields is. He's leading the league and rushing on third downs and first downs on third down. And he said, I, can't, I could not actually play right now. So if it's me, you know this guy is your future. You don't want to put – you're not playing for a playoff spot right now. You don't want to put him out there with a bad shoulder, and now you get it injured more, and now he's out for the rest of the season. You're playing the Jets. You've 
there with the backup quarterback, find a way to win without him. Okay, Asha, so we asked this question, who's the best team in the NFC? Is still the Eagles for you? Yeah, still Philly for me. Uh, it's still Philly. It's still See, Philly. I go, you know what's so weird, is Amber, is I go week to week. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You keep changing it, it, your minds? I changed my mind because a couple weeks ago I'm on NFL Live, and Adam Schefter comes out with his report. We're on together. And he says, well, the, the, the San Francisco 49ers are getting 11 players back. Debo Samuel and, 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 and I go, yeah, I like San Francisco. Then I go, eh, I watch them play. I'm like, well, I don't really, I don't love them. And then I watch the Cowboys play yesterday and I go, man, they're going to they steamroll everything. You know, and so I go, ba- I go back and forward with this NFC question. But I also think that Philadelphia is a really good team. I just, the, I, I want them to grow a little bit more. I want to see if when it really comes down to, to the end, can they against Dallas in Dallas? If they get Dallas in Dallas, I think I'm going to stick with Philly the rest of the way. Where do you want to see the growth, though, Key? Because I get you. My thing was like, man, can y'all stop the run? They brought in these two dudes, uh, Linville Joseph and Dominican yep. Sue, still weren't really able to stop the run. And I know it takes time for guys who have been sitting at home. Yeah, they was on the streets. I mean, there's a yeah. reason that they yeah, were on the streets, exactly. right? At this point in their careers. It's funny because the Eagles sitting at 9-1. and one, We've been talking about the Vikings sitting at 9-2. and two. Like, for some reason, there's still trepidation buying into these teams. But, Sam, well, what about the AFC? Because I want to throw this out to all of you guys, too, because we haven't been talking about the AFC. Like, is it still clear-cut who's the best team even in the AFC? Are the Bills yes. being overrated here? Were the Kansas City Chiefs being underrated earlier in the season? Who's the best team in the AFC, Sam? Uh, I don't know if it's that clear-cut. It's a lot of good teams in the AFC. RJ was like, yeah, yeah, it's clear. I don't think it's that clear cut. Obviously, Kansas City, you could say they're the cream of the crop. But Miami's got seven wins. Uh, the Tennessee Titans are playing good football. You hear football. that, Key? You hear that, Key? Uh, 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 I, I'm, I'm just naming teams. Baltimore. Baltimore, seven-win team. I'm saying there, there are many teams that are up there when it comes to teams that can compete for a championship. Buffalo as well. There's four or five teams. But see, I don't Sam, think it's as clear-cut in Dallas. See, Sam, and, uh, I, this is why I do think it's clear-cut, because I, I do think that Kansas City is the team until they're not the team. I mean, their, their, their book of stuff that they've been able to accomplish over the last four years, have, I mean, they've hosted the AFC Championship every single year. So, I mean, even last year when they had a down year, it still seems like they were there, like their defense got figured out. So I'm okay with saying I think Kansas City is the best team. Doesn't mean that they they're going to get to the AFC Championship, even though I would bet that, uh, because I think that Patrick Mahomes continues to prove that he is the elite of the elite as it relates to the quarterback position. And by the way, the way Eric Bieniemy, the way that Andy Reid, they call plays, Travis Kelsey, it's just it's ridiculous what they've been able to accomplish thus far. I'm I'm a little different when it comes to this sort of stuff, man. I start to think about teams at home. If if Kansas City plays at home, I'm rolling with Kansas yeah, City. Buffalo plays at home, I'm rolling with Buffalo. If Miami plays at home, which I don't think that they'll f- play at home, I think that they'll have to go on the road at some point, I probably will look at Miami and be like, okay, they're in their own environment. They feel a certain way because they can, it's great sunshine down in the south. They can throw the ball all over the place. But if they got to all of a sudden pick up and go to, to Cincinnati, you pick up and go to Baltimore, pick up and go to Buffalo, Kansas City, it takes what they do well away. So I, it's all about the home field for me when it comes to these teams. Tennessee is probably a team that a lot of people are sleeping on because of what Tannehill did last year 
against Cincinnati and not really realizing their formula is defense and run the hell out of 22 and get out of there with a W if it's three to nothing. That's what they want to do. So it just moves around for me. It moves around for you uh, in both of these conferences. Uh, it's funny, though, because, you, Keith, you're so zeroed in on the weather thing. And, Sam, I don't know if you know this, but Key has this thing. Like, I'll believe in the Dolphins if they can win in cold weather. Like, he, And you just heard it there when he was talking about, well, if, if the Bills are playing at home or if Kansas City is playing at home. He's very big into weather and also the home field advantage in terms of the adversity that these teams might face as we head towards a postseason here. So Key's been hating on the Dolphins this whole time. <laughs> Sam, where do you stand on the Dolphins? Do you need to see Tua Tungvaloa do it in Buffalo for you to believe it? Amber, that was a long setup that just to get setup. to keeping it. I was like, the weather, I heard home games. Like, should I talk about weather now, home games? I'll talk about both and we talk about the Dolphins. I think the weather thing is a real thing because you practice, you can't simulate negative 15 degrees in Buffalo. If you're Miami, you can't simulate that. You can't simulate going to play in, in Arrowhead. You can't – or Geehaw Field, whatever it's called. You can't simulate that. And so that is a real thing you have to overcome. Even the whole home game versus away game, look at the playoffs, look at who wins. Home games actually matter when it comes to the playoffs. So there's reality behind that. See, Amber? All right, there's some reality on the yeah, team from the south. But from the south. I will but. say that Miami is for real. There I you mean, go. To a, to a, Tyreek Hill. I never said Justin Jefferson is phenomenal. <laughs> Tyreek Hill got more receiving yards than Justin Jefferson, right? Jalen Waddle, top five in yards. So that Dolphins team, and obviously their defense has to step up. Chubb has to get integrated to the defense and make help help them make plays on the quarterback. But I think the Dolphins are for real, and two I think is for real as well. Justin Jefferson or Tyreek Hill, the better receiver right now in the NFL? Ooh. Real quick, is it on who has more yards or who's better? I mean, don't, Justin Jefferson. Don't, don't, don't think it's whatever you do, Sam. Just say, I don't want to pick because if you pick one, no. you no, pick Sam, the wrong the one, they're going to tweet at you and they're going to get mad at you. He's who's the MVP if we actually, if we actually yeah, gave we the MVP to a receiver? Who is it right now? We don't want to be – it's prisoner of the moment kind of thing. We see what Justin Jefferson did last week and then yesterday, Tyreek Hill, but they've been on a bye week. So uh, I'm, I'm going to stick with Key on this one. Okay, fine. Sam Macho, ESPN NFL analyst. <laughs> Sam, thanks so much for stopping by. All right, thanks. Sam. Tune in to a football doubleheader Sunday as the Browns host the Bucks, followed by the Saints at 49ers. Coverage begins at noon Eastern on select ESPN radio stations. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Max Amber Wilson filling in for Max Key's favorite segment coming up next. Take it or shake it. Let's do this take it or shake it thing. For that, we bring in our producer, Pat Costello. Pat, what's up? Guys, the bills are the uh, the bills are worse than people think, rather. Take it or shake it. I'm take sure. it. Take, take that, take that. You're taking it. Yeah, They're worse I, 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 than people I think. I think worse? that the Bills, wait, worse than people think? Yes, worse than people worse think. Worse than people think. Are the Bills worse than people think I, they I are? I would shake that. No, I, w- I would take that. That's right. Yeah, y'all confused me a minute ago. Of course. Here's why Here's why I say that. They've struggled in some games. They struggled against Detroit. Now without Von Miller, I think this football team, again, another turnover in the red zone for Josh Allen yesterday. So when I start to look at this, they're holding on to the yeast that was built up in the preseason for them. The Kansas City Chiefs are the crown jewel of the AFC. No question about it. But Buffalo beat them head-to-head. Buffalo also lost to the Miami Team down south. You didn't say the last name there. But when you look at this football team, do we believe if they go on the road that they can get to the ultimate prize in the Super Bowl? I don't. 
I'm gonna. I mean, I'm. Yeah, I'm I, I can't. Yeah, Amber, I'm. 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 I'm on. I'm gonna shake that. Um, I. I think at the end of the day, when you have Josh Allen as potentially the best weapon in football, they're gonna be in the conversation and in the hunt to win it. Now, will he throw a pick when it matters the most? Maybe so. But they're going to have a legit chance because of the players they have around Josh Allen. Now, losing Von Miller, I think, hurts. We'll find out more. Mm -hmm. But if he can stay somewhat intact, I think they'll be there when it matters. Yeah, I do think a lot of this comes down to Von Miller. But I am shaking this right now because I still think the Bills are an excellent team. I mean, I guess people thought that they were just going to be so far ahead of everybody else in the AFC. But that's a very tough conference. The presence, though, of these other teams like the Chiefs still looking like the Chiefs even after the departure of Tyreek Hill doesn't negate how good the Bills are and how good Mm -hmm. Josh Allen is. And, yes, he threw a pick yesterday. He also threw a touchdown and he ran in for another touchdown as well. What's up, Pat? What's next? The Cowboys are the best team in the NFC. Take it or shake it. Key. <laughs> See, I just said. What week are I'm you gonna, in? What week are you? I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it. Take that. I'm gonna take it. Take that. I'm gonna take it based on yesterday. Just seeing them yesterday, um, and seeing them against Minnesota, but also factoring in that the two games that Dak Prescott came back, he won, then he goes to Green Bay, he throws a couple interceptions on miscommunications with the receivers, and then he bounces back against a big win against Minnesota, then they take care of a hungry team in the Giants, and they kind of look like a team that is Super Bowl ready for me. So, yeah, I'm going to say that they are the best team in the NFC as of today. I'll say the best team is the Eagles just because of their record and what they prove. So I I would shake that. But I, I do think that the Cowboys have the most upside out of any team in the NFC. You know, I think them and the 49ers are really interesting to me. The 49ers have a really stacked defense, too, that get a lot of players back. And obviously, you know, you wonder about Jimmy G, but I think the addition of Christian McCaffrey really adds a different dynamic to that offense. And I would like to see where that offense will be if that matchup did come down to them in Dallas together. I like all three of those teams. I'm living in the moment, though. I'm with Key on this one. I think I'm going to take it that the Cowboys right now are the best team because it feels like they figured out that run defense, and that was really my only question with this Cowboys team as long as Dak can stay healthy. Bad? And think about it, Amber. Oh. They played the Eagles without Dak, and they took the Eagles down to the wire, essentially, without yep. Dak in without Philadelphia. Dak. Now we'll get a chance a couple weeks from now to see the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles in Texas Stadium with Dak at the quarterback spot. He'll answer a lot of questions for us. Pat? The Chiefs are runaway favorites in the AFC. Take it or shake it? Take it. Take it. Take, it. Take, that. Yeah, Take that. Absolutely. Until somebody show me something different, they are certainly the runaway favorites in AFC. Again, we just talked about the Buffalo Bills. America's favorite in the preseason. Josh Allen, Super Bowl MVP. Josh Allen this. Josh Allen that. Oh, my God. They got Von Miller. That defense is going to be this. That defense is going to be that. I understand they've had injuries in the secondary. But the Kansas City Chiefs, Losing Tyreek Hill to that Miami team certainly didn't hurt this football team in the production that they're doing on the offensive side of the ball. They still methodically are moving the ball down the field. He's spreading it all over the place to a number of different receivers. He's thrown so many touchdowns to different receivers this year. It's ridiculous. You see, I, runaway means that there's like a large, large gap. I don't know if there's a large, large gap. I would probably shake it. I, I think they're the favorite for sure, but not runaway. I do think teams like – Miami could be there. I do think team, like the, the Chargers, if they get healthy, they could be in that conversation. Even Cincinnati. We talk about Buffalo. I, I think there are teams that could be there. Baltimore as well. So favorites, yes, not runaway favorites. So I would shake it, Amber. 
Yeah, I'm going to shake it because of that word runaway as well. That's what's bothering me here. They are the favorites, absolutely, in the AFC right now. But I'm not counting out the Buffalo Bills at all. I know that we entered the season maybe with unrealistic expectations of the Bills separating themselves so far from the pack. They obviously haven't done that when it comes to the Chiefs. But I don't think the Chiefs have separated themselves so far from the pack either. Pat? The Lakers are better without LeBron James. Oh, Take God. it or shake it. Oh, geez. <laughs> Jay, <laughs> just say, can we shake this? Like, shake I, this. Shake that. Shake that. I, I, look, I'm, I'm glad Anthony Davis has been playing out of his mind. Right, He's playing like that top five player over the last five games that we had talked about when he first came over to the Lakers organization. And I get that sometimes matchups-wise they win games. But let's stop acting like this team would be better without LeBron James. Can they increase their pace of the game or the fact that sometimes the ball dies in his hands? Yeah, but I'm never going to say a team's going to be better without LeBron James being on the court. That's just dumb. I'm uncomfortable saying better without the best player of his generation. However, Jay, we are seeing a better Anthony Davis without LeBron James. Like, this is the AD we should have been seeing. This was the whole point of bringing in AD is to make allow LeBron to take a step back, age gracefully, right, and AD be the number one. And he hasn't been that at all with LeBron out there. Now we're seeing that finally. So Anthony Davis is better without LeBron. That's strange. I'm not willing to say the Lakers overall are. It Mm. just feels uncomfortable to me. Great point. Shake this all day long. It's not even a question. Why would the Lakers even – it's not – no. Pat, why would you even put this up? I mean, there? it's LeBron, a question. No they team, are playing better technically. Yeah, but that, yeah, the numbers playing the better, right. but no, yeah. not at all. No better. team is better without LeBron James. No team. But, Amber, playing better is different than being a better team. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm with you. Like you I can agree find that there. stride, but LeBron definitely has a different dimension. But it'd be nice to hurry up and get him back and everything yeah. because <laughs> if it continues and they keep playing the way they're playing and they start getting W's, that noise is going to get louder. Are the Lakers a better team without LeBron? Yeah, but maybe this is good for AD, like to have this time to settle into this role. Maybe when LeBron comes back, they'll be better for it. I don't know. We'll see how that dynamic works. It ain't going to look pretty either, though, if Anthony Davis takes a step back once LeBron comes back. That's not going to quiet this noise. Pat, what else we got? Last one. Keyshawn can't actually cook. Take it or shake it. Y'all just doing things to get Keith pissed Take off. It. That's what y'all doing this morning. No, it's all good. I'm, a, I'm, I'm shaking shake this it all because, day long. because he had like 45 different Look turkeys at, that he served to like 300 people. So Pat, is, is this a turkey you said that looks dry? I mean, people can't see it if you're listening to it on the radio. It doesn't. It doesn't look that. It doesn't look actually, dry. Actually, that one there. Actually, that one there is the deep fried turkey. Oh, that's why it's a little brown. It's a yeah, deep fried, like the playmaker. When you open it, when you open it up, it it the juices just oozed out. Okay, Mojave turkey. If 30 people are willing to spend Thanksgiving with Keyshawn's cooking, it's got to be good. Right? No, 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 30 is a lot of people, again, Key. That's a lot of Pat, people, a lot of Key. people, man. A- again, Pat spent time in Bristol, Connecticut at a hotel what, what eating wings. What does that have to do with your turkey being dry? Wings and – because the dude, come on, man. it got a lot to do with it. He <laughs> was eating wings and a Caesar salad. Like, come on, seriously. I mean, maybe, maybe, that's, a, maybe that's, a, that's a Thanksgiving dinner my man was only able to have because he has a crazy work life. No, you know, that's not. No, we should, no, thanks for your commitment to the show, cook. Pat. He didn't want to cook at home because he can't cook. This guy's ridiculous. Go desert Key turkey Sean. over there. <laughs> desert, desert turkey? turkey. Mojave, too. This dude. Amber, so did you have a good Thanksgiving? I did. I had a good Thanksgiving. I didn't have to cook. I ain't gonna cook. I went and crashed one of my friends' Thanksgiving. That is the move. Okay. Also, the move is Michigan or Ohio okay, State. Yeah, we I will talk about who yeah. has the edge in that matchup <laughs> coming up. That. 
is after Jay has this word from Omega. Ooh. Amber, Amber's quick on her feet. Okay, I see you, Amber. <laughs> Small business owners, lend us your ears. You may have overpaid on your payroll taxes during COVID. If you continue to pay employee wages during the pandemic, Omega Accounting Solutions may be able to help you recover a refund of up to $26,000 per employee. All you have to do is schedule a free 10-minute call with Omega to find out whether you qualify or not. It's that simple. Call 800-704-2000 with any ERC questions. That's 800-704-2000 or visit omegataxcredits.com before the filing window closes or funds run out. Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We got one as big as it gets tomorrow in the world of college football. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Michigan at Ohio State. Both teams sitting 11-0 on the season. Something has to give. That game coming your way at noon Eastern tomorrow. Let's bring in some help to discuss it. Cardale Jones, former Ohio State quarterback, joining us. And Cardale, let's just start here. How are you feeling about Ohio State going up into this huge matchup against Michigan? Oh, I'm feeling very confident. First and foremost, thanks for having me, guys. Good morning. Hopefully you guys had a great holiday. Um, yesterday and kicked this holiday weekend off with some great college football. The weather like it's going to hold up here in Columbus, so I think we're going to have a great classic game again. It's going to be certainly a classic game because something has to give here. Now, a lot of people talking about how Michigan has taken strides to match up against this Ohio State team in recent, but then other people feel like, 
hey, Ohio State's just going to roll and blow them out. If Ohio State rolls and blows them out, what do you think it will be because of? Like, what would you give as the key to this one for Ohio State's success? I think the key is uh, this year has a whole new revamped defense and what some of the things that Coach Noah was able to do as far as on the coordinator side of things is going to definitely benefit these guys in this game. Um, I think last year, if you look back to, you know, um, the game last year, Michigan was able to control the clock, control the kind of ground and pound, and that's some of the things Ohio State kind of emphasized this past offseason and, and kind of rebuilding that defensive thing, kind of almost looking ahead to prepare for such a juggernaut like the team up north. Cordell, C.J. Stroud has had a tremendous year. Do you think right now he should be the favorite to win the Heisman? Um, I think so. I think so. And then you got another great guy out there at USC. Caleb is doing his thing, too, when it comes to passing the ball and just being a leader. I think if those two are your top two guys, but I have to give um, C.J. the edge because, you know, clearly, guys, I see him play more. <laughs> and I think he's having a tremendous year and definitely got a chance to bring it home. 12 Gage, you played against uh, Michigan four times in your career um, at Ohio State. What's your biggest memory of that particular game? Um, I think it's my first one. And even though I was only able to be a part of one of those games in, in a half of a, a quarter and a half, but my first one, we went up there. We were 11 and 0, and we were uh, dealing with a band bowl season because some previous things, some teams that did a year before us. And um, it was, I think it was 40, it was 42, 41-42, and they was going for two to win the game. And actually, my roommate, Tyvis Powell, sealed the deal by intercepting Devin Gardner for the two-point conversion, and it's the way we stormed the field. And just cap off that 12-0 season, um, the last undefeated season that Ohio State has had, and one of the few seasons that they had. I think that's my favorite memory, was my first one. Cardell, all right, so obviously you got teams like Georgia, uh, some of the best teams in the country. But do you think Ohio State, just like, tell me from your fan perspective, right? Do you think Ohio State has been one of these teams that's been underrated? Do you think they felt disrespected? Um, I think it's a double-edged sword there because you, you do have other great teams around the country. And I think this year at the college football playoff championship is um, wide open as it's been in, in the last few years. But I think they definitely feel some type of disrespect because they're not getting the praise that some of these other teams are getting uh, just because they're not always putting up 70, 80 points on someone with a high-power offense in the past game that they got. So usually when they ain't scoring that many points, you know, somebody saying, hey, what's going on? You know, they should be doing this, they should be doing that. But at the end of the day, they, they continue to find ways to win ball games. Cardell Jones, former Ohio State quarterback, 2015 national champion, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and, of course, Max. Uh, Cardell, if Ohio State was to stumble up, so to speak, against Michigan and lose this game tomorrow, should they still be considered in the college football playoff? Um, I think you got to see what other teams do. I, I think you had that situation – a few years back when I think it was uh, Alabama who didn't play there in that in their um, conference championship game where they were still able to get in the college football playoff. Um, I think they're still, you know, win, lose, or draw. These are still two of the top four teams in the country. And I'm glad I'm not a part of that committee that's going to be the one that potentially, you know, veto one of those guys out of this college football playoff because of a win. I mean, because of a loss. 
So it, it's it's tough because you got two, like I said, you got two great teams that definitely deserve to be in the top four when it's all said and done and things continue to go the way they're going right now. Uh, more possible for Ohio State to get in if they lose this game than Michigan. But, of course, that comes down to how they lose this game and they would need other dominoes to fall. So I'm sure that they'd rather just take care of business, control their own destiny. <laughs> Cardale Jones, former OSU quarterback, joining us. So, Cardale, I'm going to ask you to do something here that's going to make you a little bit uncomfortable. But give me this team's Uh-oh. biggest weakness, okay? I asked you about the key. I asked you about the strength, all that kind of stuff. What is the biggest weakness of this Ohio State team? Um. Just from the outside looking in, and as a fan, you know, I think the biggest weakness is, um, I'm going to say right now, our run game because our guys are, are banged up. You got two great running backs, Maya Williams, Travion Henderson, um, that can be top-tier guys at any other university when they're healthy. But I think when you don't have both of those guys, you know, as healthy as possible, this is November, so everyone's dealing with nagging injuries. But if you don't have both those guys rolling that you can, can depend on, I want to say, you know, 14 to, to 16 carries uh, for Travion and maybe somewhere around there for mine as well. And I'm talking about, you know, for pop, um, it's going to be tough. You know, you know, hopefully the weather holds up, but if it don't, you know, we're going to have to lean on that run game. And we saw what happened last year up at the team up north when, you know, the weather kind of permitted some of the throwing game and you had to rely on a run game and it wasn't as effective. And you're going to play and in that situation. You play right into the team up north hands because they have a great ground and pound run game. Um, they built for that, and they built for tough, long-lasting games here in uh, November. Cardale Jones, a pro's pro, uh, being objective for a moment about his own team, former OSU, former NFL quarterback, 2015 national champ as well. Cardale, thanks so much for stopping by. Thanks, thanks for having me, guys. Have a good one. So a huge one uh, in this matchup. A lot of people, of course, talking about C.J. Stroud, talking about Ohio State. Stroud's first nationally right now, 35 touchdown passes. But a lot of people don't realize, guys, Michigan is top five nationally in rushing offense and defense. If they can get some pressure on C.J., this one might not be so easy, Key. Yeah, I'm taking Ohio State in this game, though, Amber. I'm not going to mess around and monkey around with this. I understand Michigan got this and they built for that. Michigan is slow compared to Ohio State. They are a slow football team compared to them, and I'm going with the speed. We right, so know, we know, Jay. We know you're yeah, taking the Ohio State. It's not even a question, Amber. That's Mommy and Daddy would approve. Huh? Hey, well, first, I mean, first off, just you, who has the better quarterback? Who do you think can, can create more points, Amber? I would. Well, ask you obviously, that. we know Ohio State has the better quarterback. <laughs> right. But if so we'll they can get pressure on him, I'm trying to tell you, don't sleep on him. So yeah. take Michigan. Take him. Are you taking him? <laughs> I'm taking him. Okay. I'm taking him. I'm right, also taking Dijon, Jay, Will, and Max. Rolling along here on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.